Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Neutral Game, your newbie-friendly fighting game podcast. I'm Six Detmar. I'm Kyrie Page. It's been a it's been a little bit since we did our our epic two parter on Street Fighter Six last year. That's right. Yep. Um, and we have another game that has caught our attention. Um, approximately. Let's see how much. Let me check my Steam profile. How much of my attention I've given it? Hold on. More than I have. Um, fifty four. 54.7 hours. Yeah, that's uh, that's a little over half, uh, double what I have. I almost said half. It's like, nope, the other way. The other, <laughs> other, other way. Yeah. yeah. I'm at 24 hours myself. Um, I would, of course, like to spend more time, but uh, Kyrie has found a server to play with. I, I just also, like, will boot it up for ranked because I'm a sicko. <laughs> I'm still stuck at A4, A5, though. I am also at A5, um, but my climb has been steady. Uh, except for that, there's the one Anila who was really good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could say you could say your climb has been rising because we're talking about Grand Blue Fantasy versus rising. I I like the I like the seg. However, is there a style of climb that isn't rising? I believe vertical ascension is part of the word. That is true. Well, I don't know. Have you ever you think about the phrase meteoric rise and how that that particular phrase annoys me? That's wild, huh? <laughs> Me- no, I hadn't fall. thought about that. Meteors fall. Meteors fall. I don't know why we use the phrase meteoric rise because it's like um it's not like they bounce <laughs> or whatever. It's like that I have a bugbear with that phrase. Yeah. Huh. Well, <laughs> life is different now with this with this thought. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising has been on our radar uh, since it was announced. We were both fans, to a certain degree at least, of Grand Blue Fantasy versus the original release. Mm-hmm. Uh, a game that... So... Grand Blue Fantasy Versus came out like I I, ha- I know I have the timeline slightly wrong, but it feels like it came out and it had two weeks and then the lockdown happened for COVID. <laughs> well, I think I think it came out 2019, but it was the tail end of 2019. I know kind of this... like this is the tail end of 2023. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the reason I can remember this is because. I moved in with Jennifer at the tail end of 2019, and we were living together when that game dropped, and we got it mm. on PS4. Um, sure. And I remember spending some time with it and th- having a decent amount of time, and then it was like, okay, this is fun, but we're going to have to see how it shakes out competitively. This netcode is like, eh, it's a little sus, but like, eh, I don't know. Maybe it'll shake out okay. What's that? Wait, what, what's happening in March of 2020? Oh, what? Oh, word? Oh. Uh-oh. That don't sound yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. It didn't It didn't go the best for, for that whole thing. Um, Was it announced for Evo that year? I, I think... don't think it was. I could have sworn it was, and then it was like, oh, and then Evo got, like, and then Evo moved. got canceled 
for maybe well, that's moved what to happened. online. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 I do know is it didn't happen. Is all I know. <laughs> yeah, it didn't happen. Um, yeah. So Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, that original release, was a game like just doomed by COVID, and because what happened was, you know, lockdown happened. You couldn't really go to locals. So, because sometimes even a game that has, like, bad netcode, I'm looking at you, Tekken 8, like, can still have, like, a good scene through just, mm-hmm. like, locals, right? And yeah. locals didn't happen for about a year and a half. Um, Yeah. And it it just as you say with with the netcode this game had it desperately needed locals and it's it's also one of the things where you can survive this if you're established when this happens mm-hmm. but it was still it was still getting off the ground and, like uh, I mean yeah. it it still had some momentum because you know it was published by Arxis who they had published you know Exard at this point um, and then they also had published um, Dragon Ball Fighters and people were like okay Ar- like arxis was kind of like on their like i don't want to necessarily say comeback tour but like it was kind of like that it was kind of like i mean now mo- it, like it feels the- like there's been a gear shift as far as like the the scale that arxis is playing at and i'm sure mm-hmm. if we look at their sales it's not as dramatic as it feels but it is like with exerd uh, Arxis started to make a push for the wider audience and not just fighting game sickos, and mm-hmm. Grand Blue feels like part of that narrative. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, the the fact is, like, three of their, like, two of the games that they helped develop and one of the games they published is in the EVO lineup for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the, for, for context, that's Strive, Grand Blue Fantasy Rising, and um they published a uh, uni 2 so yeah is that um, why it's such a mess <laughs> <laughs> uni 2 is kind of a hot mess yeah i hear mostly just the pc version i'm mm-hmm. we'll we'll get there we will do an episode on uni 2 at some point let's just say for our purposes uh it's been a busy couple of months which is why we're doing this in february right mm-hmm. and it is actually kind of lucky for us that uni 2 is a mess so that we can wait on doing it because we already have a tech and eight episode we need to do mm-hmm. and we need to, yeah yeah got a lot on our plates got a lot a lot to go through but like let's go through a little bit of like so rising also rising like in its like lead up we, there were some problems there was some there was some uh there was stuff on the horizon that was worrying yeah yeah so i mean i think Mostly, you know, they they showed like the you know Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising, you know, just like they just said that in a trailer and showed Grand with the with the blue hair, you know, Conqueror of the Eternals, mm-hmm. gotcha game shit, and I popped off and I was like, hell yeah, this is gonna be sick. Uh, what what new presents are you gonna give Charlotta? Uh, the answer is actually not that many, but we'll get into it. Um, she didn't necessarily need more. It's okay. Um, and then it's like. You know, they're showing some different stuff, and you're like, hmm, okay. You got rid of the universal overhead. Okay, that's a hmm, that's, that's an interesting weird. choice. Yeah. Oh, you've got these all these new systems with, like, bravery points and stuff that we'll get into more later. But the first beta came out 
and like you were distraught i was close to tears i was like they ruined this game this game that really means a lot to me Mm -hmm. and this was its chance to like really make a big big splash it's like this is a disaster this is a bad fighting game yeah and this was also when they were talking about like there was like for a time there was a thing. So the game, one of the game's core systems is its technical input versus a simple input systems. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and for a time, there was like concern. Like they put out a press release at one point, being like, "We believe that having no difference between the two is foundational to this game." And a lot of people were kind of saying, "Like, okay, then what's the point of having like the traditional input at that point?" right like there was Mm. a little bit of discourse a little bit of hubbub over it but at that first beta like the one the one positive is like from the jump they were like yeah we have rollback net code um it was they didn't announce it at first which you really gotta lead with oh we have rollback yeah you really need to lead with that nowadays especially with the pandemic era right like Mm -hmm. We need to know that your netcode can actually, you know, be playable, especially with Grand Blue's history. But anyway, I mean, it's it's an issue they don't understand because like Japanese developers, right? Like the thing you have to understand is they don't understand the importance of rollback netcode because it's a little more it's, you know, it's more spread out. But the like the land mass of Japan is significantly smaller than the land mass of California. They cannot they like truly they cannot comprehend East Coast to West Coast latency. It's unfathomable. That's why to a it, Japanese player. It was very funny to think about like also Japanese internet is phenomenal. Like mm-hmm. Americans in general, we pay way too much for really slow, shitty internet. Um, mm-hmm. but like, I remember when, um, Persona 4 Arena, um, uh, when that got re-released recently, originally there wasn't going to be rollback netcode. And then enough people like spoke up about it that the producer, the Japanese producer of that game were like, yeah, a lot of our Western fans were very vocal about this being a feature that we need to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, rollback is really important, um, especially, like, not just, you know, to, you know, like, players in the United States, but if you want to play games and have decent matchups, like, around the world, like, rollback is really important. Yeah, there are a lot of parts of the world, not, you know, we focus on the U.S. because that's where we live, but, Mm -hmm. like, if you are, if you are in parts of Europe, like, to other parts of Europe, if you're in Russia, if you're in China, those are big places absolutely um and then also i think it's important because it obviously is not a great experience but with rollback netcode you can play someone from japan it's gonna be rough but it is technically playable without rollback that's not really possible yeah like you have to be on you have to have a very specific set of good circumstances in order for that to work um I remember when I was living in Japan, when I played uh, Street Fighter Four on the PS3. Um, mm. I had a friend who 
at the time lived somewhere in the middle of the United States. And I was in, you know, like I said, living in Japan at the time. And she remarked that our connection was better than the connection between like state to state. Um, but that's just like, oh, I just had really good internet, right? Like mm-hmm. very specific circumstances that are very difficult to replicate that are much easier to replicate with rollback implemented. But yeah, that's rollback is, is a really big deal for fighting games, um, especially. And yeah, it, that that part of, of the beta was like, okay, this this netcode does seem all right, but if the game's not worth playing, does it matter, right? Exactly. And they came out and it was like you get people, you know, it is it is the you know, it is practically a meme of like the we hear you and we're listening, right? Mm-hmm. But it felt more pointed than that, where they're like, you all seem to think our systems have some pretty major problems and your criticisms make sense. We're going to work on it. And then uh, that second beta came out. As, as just like, oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. You figured it out. You, you, you listened. I think there are still, you know, any, any game, pick any game out of a hat. You're going to find some parts of it where I would make different choices. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but in large part, they responded to the problems that everyone had with that first beta, with their uh, with their approach, and they they really stepped up. It also definitely helped that that in that second beta, they were like, okay, you get to play every character in the cast. Like, oh, you mm-hmm. could just get to try out every character, including the new ones. Um, also, like- really crucial, right? Is they gave us the training mode which they didn't do in the first beta. The first beta was versus only, and you'd fundamentally changed and added a bunch of system mechanics. And it's like, yeah, if you've taken away overheads, and there's there's a new way to get those, but we don't know what that is, the game's going to feel fucking broken. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, that second beta was, like, really fun, and that was, like... It was fun for me because I hadn't touched the game since, like, early 2020 because we kind of, again, like, you live, you know, on the West Coast. I live on the East Coast. And with how rough the netcode was for that original release, it was just, like, it was a game that I I know I dropped because it was, like, the connection was just so unstable. Um, Yeah, I... I played more of it than you did and for longer than you did, but I was limited by I finding people to play with me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All my friends wanted to wanted to play something else, and I was just like, no, this game's really cool. I know the netcode's bad, but, like, come on, give it another shot. <laughs> um, But, yeah, that second beta came out, tried out a bunch of the characters, and, like, it, it reminded me of the things that were really fun about that game, and they also expanded on its mechanics, and it has a really nice, slick presentation now. Like, it's just like, oh, this is going to be good. I knew it was like a day one, like, purchase for me at that point, because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we're so back. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, game comes out. I think it launches in, in pretty good shape. Um, we'll talk about some some balance stuff. We haven't had any balance patches yet. Right, not yet. We've just had some bug fixes. We desperately um, need one for one character for sure. 
Yeah, well, 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 yeah, we will definitely talk about that. Um, but it launches, it has cross-play at launch, so, you know, across platforms you can play with each other. There's a free edition you can play, so if you want to try out the game and play with some matches with friends, or just, you know, randos, of course, you can you boot it up and it has, like, a rotating roster mm-hmm. um, of free characters, which is, I think, a pretty smart choice. Which is another smart choice that they do is, um, so it's been a couple weeks of this free rotation now, and what they do is that, so Grand is always playable for free, like, mm-hmm. no matter what, which is, you know, the base level character. But they also pick the three characters typically based on, like, a major tournament's outcome. So it can be, like, it's it's good, you know, it's, like, from a marketing perspective, that's actually kind of brilliant. Because if you see someone do this amazing Charlotta play, which there was a lot of that at Frosty Faustings, and then the next week they're like, okay, we're going to make this character that you saw do really cool stuff at this tournament, you can play them for free. Like, mm-hmm. that's a that's a smart way to go about it, instead of just, like, rolling the dice on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. This, of course, does mean that Nier gets shows up fairly frequently, but again, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. You know, listen, some things are inevitable. So, yeah, I can't believe Charlotta got second. That's so exciting. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, um, and so looking at the game itself, we have we have a lot of things to talk about. First of all, you know, just when Grand Blue Fantasy Versus came out, you and I weren't doing this podcast, right? No, we weren't. Uh, there, there, you know, I, be- I, I, I don't know. It was there an episode for this game back in the day? Let me see. With, with, uh, Miodrog. I think you did do one with Miodrog. Uh, right. Our, yes, we did. Back at, yes, May 2nd, 2020. Damn. Mm. Damn. Almost four years ago. That's wild. Um, Time continues to pass. It sure does. But, so, you know, we, we had our thoughts on it at the time. Um, I believe I was hotter on it than Miodrog. I'm hotter on this game than most people. This might be the one podcast where that's, you know, we're, we're pretty pretty equivalent in how, how much we like this game. Oh, yeah. I, I <laughs> Spoiler alert, I really like this game. Um. But I think, you know, probably we should go over, we have our, we have our notes and what we want to talk about. They are like just sort of in us they're they're organized in a certain way but i think the order doesn't necessarily make perfect sense because we should probably start out by talking about systems yes i agree um so couples a couple things about like the systems here is that you know arxis has been trying to like answer this like problem of how do we make our game accessible to play how do we make people immediately feel like they can get stuff done in the game and i think there's two of those um there is the auto combo system mm-hmm. um which has been fairly popular in arxis games um and still like the great thing about like auto combos i think especially in like the way arxis tends to like implement them is that they will never not be useful like you will see pro players at Frosty or Evo, like, still using auto combos because they are just that useful. Um, yeah, and and in, in Grand Blue, they're, they're pretty much a way of life. There are, like, 
most good combos need auto combo to function because auto combo has this basic like they i mean they don't call it auto combo right they call it like uh, like a triple attack mm-hmm. right because it is you know three consecutive hits and good luck getting a similar kinds of damage without doing like you know triple attack into into special and a triple attack into special you can do other stuff along the way but that is kind of bread and butter for mm. everyone yeah um and then the other thing they do is um like having technical and simple inputs like being side by side like mm-hmm. that's like really good actually like you know i um as i i wrote about this recently um on the patreon about like how having the simple inputs along with the technical inputs allowed me to learn the snack box micro with this game and it's like being able to have that choice and the differences are like there are differences between like doing the technical input versus the simple input but they're not at like at lower levels of play they're not that significant so it's Mm -hmm. like it means that as i get better i can implement the technical input because i just find them a little bit more natural but also if i'm having a hard time with dp I could just do the simple input and basically get the same result. Yeah, and I think it's a thing we'll talk about, like, the... So, first of all, the the difference is, I believe it is a 15%, you get 15% more damage on a technical input version of a move, right? Mm -hmm. But, like, there are moves that are, like, I I think Charlotta is one of the characters who benefits the, the most from technical inputs. Or mm-hmm. from simple inputs, excuse me. Um, because Charlotta is a charge character, and as such, her DP is a flash kick. And you look at flash kick as a move, right? And for anyone who's for you know, anyone who's really casual, right? And and that's I don't use that as an insult. I just mean like, you know, you don't have the same kind of history where we've been doing this a long time. We have sometimes too much inside baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh flash kick is an input where you hold down for i believe it's like two seconds and then you tap up while hitting the attack there are two problems with this one you have to sit there crouching which is a fucking giveaway right Mm -hmm. and then also it's kind of an annoying input to do like you will see like (laughs) i i saw like a fighting game uh twitch streamer who was like, you guys say I'm so fucking bad at flash kicks. Watch me do ten in a row. And they did one, and then they fucked up the second one and all that for it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah, charge motions are just something that I have never been able to wrap my brain around. Like, even mm. though I have been playing fighting games for years, I can kind of navigate my way around using Guile in Street Fighter, which is like the the charge character you know Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways um and i still have a hard time with like i don't know i i've always had this like quote stick in the back of my brain where like when street fighter 5 was around someone talked about like this idea that um oh what was the name it doesn't matter name of the character who was like the feral guy like oh yeah people were like on like a official capcom stream it's like oh nikali's easy to play because he has charge motions and it's like no charges are hard to wrap my like they're hard for me to like implement and it sounds like here like 
being able to kind of like bypass that charge gives you access to your toolkit. Yeah, I think with like with you know she has two charge moves. She has the like the basically the Blanca ball right, um, and then she has the the flash kick. Um, the the Blanca ball move, which um, is shining onslaught, is the name of the move. I only ever do the technical input version of that. I have never like I don't have situations where I need to do it that fast, and I I do find flash kick like down to up charges like difficult because the problem is mm-hmm. if you're if you time it wrong you jump and so that makes yep. the timing really specific um back to forward ones it's like if you time it wrong you walk forward a little bit and then do the move so it's fine right you rarely notice um so that one like i pretty much only ever do the technical input the uh holy ladder the flash kick since I would say week three of Grand Blue Fantasy versus the first version. Ever since then, I have never done a fucking technical holy ladder. I've only done the simple version because it's so it is the ability to have a really like fast on demand zero telegraph flash kick. It's oh, so good. I get. I've gotten hit by that by an, an embarrassing number of times in our matches. Like every time I get hit by it, it's like I feel like Wiley Coyote just constantly like being outfoxed. And it's it's so funny because I mostly use the EX one because it's you know you're, how often are you going to DP? And we'll talk about this in a second. But EX ones are like the more powerful ones with a longer cooldown. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's not really a downside because I'm not going to flash kick like five times in, you know, a short period of time. Right. Um, you also do EXDP. Uh, Catalina, your character's EXDP, like hitwise, it goes ba-bam, right? Charlotta's really gives you time to think mm-hmm. because it goes ba 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 bam <laughs> Yep, yep. It's, it's just like, like five hits in a row. <laughs> just think about this for a minute. It's nine hits. Nine? Oh my god. <laughs> you would think I would learn, but you understand you have to understand I'm quite stupid. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I you have you bait it I think until like the last week, you would bait my DP so much more than I would bait yours. Now we're getting close to similar ground, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, like yeah, like you said, you do the EX version. Like, pretty frequently. Because, like, the way the cooldown system works in this game is that basically every character has four or five, like, special moves. Uh, the four are displayed. I think some characters have more than that. Um, but, like, you have four that are displayed under the uh, health bar. And depending on which strength of the attack you use, it gives a longer or shorter cooldown. Your lights mm-hmm. basically have almost no cooldown. Um, and the EXs, like, take longer. Um, and there are a couple exceptions to this. I think especially as you get into uh, the characters that are angels. You get into Belial, you get into Lucilius, and you start getting characters that just have long cooldowns on some moves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually, a like, from a game design perspective, a really interesting lever to pull on, like, from balance, from a balance perspective. Because, like, granted, frame data has always been, like, a lever for um, 
fighting game developers to like mess with but changing cooldowns like you can keep the frame data the same for a move but by changing the cooldown you can change the player's relationship to that move and it's not like it can be much less consequential right like if you're like uh, i'm gonna make you know souls heavy slash a faster move it's like okay that changes his block strings that changes his combos that changes his neutral and this is just like eh, it just changes how consistently you can access this you're never going to i mean like okay never is a stupid thing for me to say but it is going to be in a, a, a like a fleetingly rare situation where you change a, the cooldown on a person's special mm. and that changes their combos yeah, or at the very least, it doesn't mess with the timing of certain parts of the combo. Mm-hmm. I mean, there just aren't that many combos where you use the same move over and over in this game. At that this point true. in the meta, anyway. Cagliostro does have one edge case, but... <laughs> yeah, she's interesting. Um, But, yeah. And then there's also, like, with the specials, you can... <laughs> the parlance of this game of, like the ultimate moves are not as strong as your supers is very funny to me. Um, they they wrote themselves into a corner. It's rare to see a fighting game do this because fighting games don't tend to write very much, but they have, they have like a serialized fiction problem here where they true. decided to, they decided to call the, the heavy attacks EX moves. They, you know, have a longer cooldown. They flash yellow and they were in the original game. Ultimate moves are not, but like, they don't cost meter, which is which is typically what EX means, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're like, shit, that's already taken. Uh, these are ultimate. And like, yeah, they're... Uh, which ultimate to me implies like, I don't know, if you played Killer Instinct and ultimate is like the biggest fuck you finisher that you can do. But in this game, ultimates are just meter burn, which should just be EX moves. <laughs> I, I feel like I would have called them, like, Megas or something. I don't know. That's something, yeah. Something. Anyway, but. yeah, like, all the specials now can have basically a meter burn version called an ultimate that allows you to, like, it changes the properties of the move. It, like, for example, um, for Catalina, like, instead of firing, like, a fire, like, an ice like spear across the stage she summons Ares, and it's a massive ice sword that like pops out mm-hmm. um, and it can cause like you know a flip out it can cause like it does massive pushback it's it's really good but it costs half your meter um which meter now matters a lot more in this game and also saying it costs half your meter is not incorrect but is a little misleading right because if you hit it if I believe if you do an ultimate, like, like just at neutral, like not comboed into it, you get half of your like you get twenty five percent refunded. If it like, hits, if it hits, if it's blocked, I believe you get like sixteen point five percent. Yeah, you get basically you get a fourth back instead of a half back. Um, mm-hmm. It's twelve point five and twelve point five, right? I think it it's in a combo. It's twelve point five if it hits, right? It's like that number again, rather than giving you the the full half. I think. I think in I think in a combo you just spend the meter. Um, mm, okay. But like the 
what this means is that this game has gotten way more aggressive, like, way quickly. Like, I don't think there was necessarily, like, a turtling problem in original Grand Blue, but now you gain meter so fast and you get it back when you do these big flashy moves. Like, it has just increased the tempo of the game so much. There was. Um, I think you didn't hang out long enough for this meta to develop, but it extreme there extremely was this problem. Uh, I I guess I'm kind of lucky, given that you're a Catalina player, that you didn't stick around for the point where it was like, oh, Catalina's strategy is to walk forward, jab, walk forward, jab, walk forward, jab, walk forward, jab, because she just has so many plus frames that you can't play. Uh, it was bad. Oh, man. <laughs> they had a rough. real turtle problem. Because it was just like, it it was, like, it was, people had these, like, ridiculously long, like, not even block strings, just, like, situations where you had to keep blocking. And it wasn't fucking mix. It was just shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that was, uh, that was a bummer. Um, but... Uh, you know they they have they have addressed this with a, with a couple of different systems in this one, including um. So one of the things you alluded to was um, they've included what's known as bravery points, which mm-hmm. are which allow you to do a lot of interesting things. Uh, one of which is a raging strike, in which if you yeah. hit uh, medium and heavy, if your opponent likes to block like and just block everything that you're doing. This basically lets you bypass that if you nail them with it. Like, it completely shatters, like, the opponent's guard. Um, and it's really flashy, and it's really cool. Like, something we haven't mentioned is that, like, for the graphical refresh that this game has gotten, like, it looks really stellar. And that's saying something, because that original release also looked stellar. <laughs> You're you're working off of the Grand Blue Gotcha Games art style, which is this, I think, very like gorgeous, like not quite pastel, but very like bright. Like I mean, like Grand Blue is a game that is like the setting is there are a bunch of islands floating in the sky, and you fly airships between them. It's extremely like like joyous high fantasy, mm-hmm. and that art style art style with like some sort of watercolor touches. I think was, yeah, you're right, very, very faithfully represented in the first game. And for Rising, I feel like the main thing is they've doubled down on effects. Yes. Um, and it just makes it, like, one of my favorite effects is it's related to, like, a Raging Strike, is if you do a spot dodge on a Raging Strike, the way the camera, like, the way the game slows down to show you basically how much you fucked up, like by throwing the move and they spot dodge it beautiful incredible it's it's great i still like to be honest this is the replacement for the universal overhead and i still miss the universal overhead um charlotta is a remind me what the universal overhead did for you in vanilla grand blue so it was the same input it was medium and heavy and you just did an overhead you just did an overhead. Um, you couldn't combo off of it, but you just, you know, like Charlotta would just do a little hop and slash you in the head. Um, mm-hmm. And they have taken that away. And for most characters, it is now the case that you have incredibly limited access to overheads now. Um, and I do think that's that's 
I'm not going to say a mistake. I would walk that back a little bit. I think it can be a little too predictable blocking on the ground, right? Yeah. But I mean, it is it is you know not not like a consolation prize. It is an alternate approach with Raging Strike because like when I saw Raging Strike get added to the game, you know, I I I am so, I am so Charlotta brain that everything I say everything I think about in this game is in relation to Charlotta. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, this is like, this is for Charlotta because Charlotta is a character who just attacks a bunch and makes you block a bunch, conditions you to block, and then this punishes you for blocking. Um, it seemed it seemed like a really natural fit. And I do think like, again, I still want overheads to be a little more present in this game. Yeah. But it this does keep it from being the problem it could be to take away so many overheads. Yeah, I mean, for now, it seems like the way that most characters access their overheads is, like, you do a blocked, you basically do a block string, and then you can end it with, like, a uh, 6H, Um, at least for Catalina. I'm pretty sure this is, like, a universal thing, is that if you do a triple attack that's blocked, you can end it with, like, a 6H, and that's your overhead attack. Yeah, you can end it with a high or a low or a mid. Um, mm-hmm. gen- normally it'll be your mid if you hold forward then the medium is a low and the heavy is a high an overhead right um, but with braver- back to bravery points like you do a raging strike you can then also spend a quarter of your meter to do a raging chain in which you basically get a free follow up like on that mm-hmm. yeah it is. it is you know I, I'm sure there is a character with a move slow enough that you can't use it, but generally it is your combo of choice after Raging Chain. Yeah, you just have to spend a little bit of your own resources for it because you get three bravery points in a like round that you can get back in different ways, but you typically are just spending bravery points, and by spending one bravery point in 25 meter, you do the Raging Chain, but if you are being attacked by it, there is, like, there's no burst mechanic in this game, like, in other mm-hmm. um, Arxis or anime, like, fighter games. But there is something resembling that with the Brave Counter system. Yeah. Um, it is It is an alpha counter, basically, right? It mm-hmm. is a quick little, like, uh, plus on block in... Uh, mostly invincible not quite fully invincible but mostly invincible like hard knockdown get off me move right exactly you wax him away and and you you take your turn back as they say mm-hmm. and what you can do is like if you get hit by a like a raging strike you can then what i do is like if you hit the like heavy and medium button like i tap it a couple of times just so i get it out on the first possible frame you then mm-hmm. push back the opponent quite far. Um, although I noticed in the corner, if we do that in the corner, you you're the like the defender is the one who gets pushed back a little bit, but mm. it creates space. Now, Kyrie, what's that? What's I've been that? holding on to something, right? I've not told you something. Oh no, you should really brave counter less. I really, should. I have. Mm-hmm. The thing is, you will do it pretty much any time someone raging strikes you, which I understand. However, the way bravery points work is you have three for the round. If you get hit by a raging strike, you lose one. Also, supers will make you lose one. 
and then brave brave counter burns one so if you are at 80 percent hp and someone hits you and then raging chains they've taken away one bravery point and then you burn another you are no longer able to defend against raging raging chain for the rest of the round Mm -hmm. i would hold it for lower health yeah because another thing about the bravery points is once you spent like once you're down to one or fewer um, you take 20% more damage, which I have been killed by many times. Uh, at zero, 50%. 50? 50. I thought it was just, hmm. No, it's, it's 20 at one, it's 50 at zero. Like, it's really a problem to run out. <laughs> 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 this is this is how I have there have been some some games where I'm like I don't feel like I won that many interactions but I raging struck Kyrie she brave counter be off that I landed another raging strike and the combo did a billion damage <laughs> <laughs> well okay we learned things today <laughs> we did we did and so I think that system like I think I I think it would be cool to add a way to regain bravery points, which I guess you can you can use a super. A super gives you one back. Um, and if you land a super skybound art like close enough, which is one hundred percent of like your skybound meter, you get two of them back. I think it's still just one. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the chart. Uh, I'm looking at dust loop. Now I know. No, well, now I know what I was thinking. Uh, you remove two bravery points from your opponent. Um, ah, yes, the super the super does take away more. It just doesn't give you two more free ones. I see. But yeah, you get one from the super flash. So even if it's blocked, uh, you get one back. Gosh, who do we know who has a who has a like almost completely safe on block super? though don't noble execution it just randomly it's not a great call but it's a cool move though a cool move um other system stuff so okay i know we had super jump in in regular versus did we have air throws i think air throw is new i'm almost certain that air throw is new I certainly don't remember it, right? Um, Mechanics, hold on. Airborne Guard, I mean, it's hard to tell, um, like, what's new to the game, but I think that now everybody can do an air throw. Um, I do know that there's also air teching. Like, I, I, it's very rare to see happen, but, like, in a ranked match against a Belial, um, we... We both did air throw, and it was an air tech, which was sick. Mm-hmm. Okay, it does look like there were air throws in, in the game. Um, what there were not is the different, like, like normal and then slow throw tech, right? I see. Okay. Uh, that is definitely new. Um, because this is a thing that they originally came up with for that first beta, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, no, the new thing is you have 10,000 years to tech... A throw and a big thing will pop up over your head saying hey you should tech this throw but you'll take some damage and people are like hey this is a really stupid system it's really uh, bad and so their compromise is you can tech and tech throws right 
Mm. So in in 2D fighters, the way you tech a throw is by inputting a throw. In Tekken, you have to hit like one of the buttons, right? I guess I should say this is a Dragon Ball uh, yeah, this is closer. One. This is closer to you a hit, fighter Z thing, where you hit any attack and that counts as a tech. But that is a late tech, and you will like your character will like stagger and fall down, so it is still the enemy's turn. Mm-hmm. Not like completely plus, but like enough that the person who th- who attempted the throw and won in that interaction could continue their offense. And if you're if you're in the corner, some characters can combo off of it. You know. Sometimes it's fast enough. Yeah, but like, basically there's slow tech and then true teching, where, Mm -hmm. like, by, like, reading when the throw is coming, like, you could do a true tech where both characters are still standing up and you get none of the, like, penalty, which I think is a good compromise here, because it means that there are still ways to, like, access, like, teching the throw, but it still has like a skill like it still has a skill ceiling of like mm-hmm. you know being able to read when the opponent is about to throw and you and you get rewarded for it yeah yeah uh i will have a quick section here for game mechanics that were added to versus in patches that have been removed right because sure. most people don't even know these ever existed. <laughs> Wasn't there like uh, an overdrive system at some point? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, there were three things that they added. They added uh, backshift, which is like V-shift from Street Fighter V. This is a 50% meter for a uh, completely invincible huge backdash, right? Okay. Uh, there's rush, which is the opposite. It is a like 50% meter for a forward rush that is projectile is like if this one's weird it is it is a like it is an anti-roll it is a reverse roll it is invulnerable to all attacks like all strikes but completely vulnerable to projectiles huh which is a strange choice um and then there is overdrive which is yeah it costs a hundred percent meter and you do like you go into an install state where you know you don't take chip all your attacks do chip your moves deal more damage your overhead is faster there's just a bunch of little bonuses it gives right right and it seems like it seems like the changes that they made for rising has like they've discarded those mechanics in favor of ones that are a little bit more like flashy is not like the word i want to use but more like immediately readable right like i think they're more immediately readable and they also feel less like band-aids like they mm-hmm. just feel like oh this is how the game was designed those systems extremely felt like ways to encourage people to play differently than they've been playing right they felt like a, oh fuck kind of additions to me right but yeah i i love the like all the like changes they've made i feel like as a game with all its systems like it feels really cohesive in rising. Like it feels mm-hmm. like they have taken, they have taken to heart, like the meta that formed around that original game while also introducing stuff to like increase the pace, but also still make it like approachable, you know? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's been I think it's been pretty smart the way they've handled it. Um to to come up with a game that yeah, I do think solves a lot of the problems of what the the meta of versus became pushes it in a new direction besides that sort of evolves that that meta anyway not just addressing problems mm-hmm. and then does all this without to my eyes to my you know like play too many fighting games eyes becoming something that is unapproachable which i will i will you know we do have to confess at this point right like we make these statements we are not new players we observe new players we play with new players and mm-hmm. we, you know they we hear what they say about how it's going um things seems good but like we can't totally we can't totally know i will say i will say one of um a good friend of mine on another server that i'm on who rare like was kind of a not an anti-fighting games person but like only liked games like soul caliber right Mm. like she just was not into the genre in the same way and then she picked up this game. I convinced her to pick up this game because it's like, no, there's like, there's a lot to this. And she picked up Charlotta. It's like, oh, no, this character makes sense to me. Oh, this is like all these systems. I can make sense of them. Um, and that's, um, she's been able to like pick up on a lot of this stuff just by how approachable these systems are and is like, Within a couple of weeks, already playing at like a pretty competent level, you know. Nice, that's great. Yeah, again, this is for a person who just does not play two D fighting games, and she's been able to like pick up on this stuff. Although she did admit to me at one point, like when you and I play, we tend to compliment each other on like things that we're doing well, right? Mm-hmm. And I just naturally wave that into what I am saying when I'm playing with other people, and. She was like, I'm going to be real with you, Kiria. Whenever you say stuff like that, I, I'm like a dog. I'm like, I know you're praising me, but I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> but yeah, no, this game has been like, for the people that have, like, that I've interacted with who barely play fighting games and, or just in general, are just really enjoying it, like, for mm-hmm. its systems. Uh, I think the other thing that they they have added that is it's just a really needed addition you've already mentioned is the evade or spot dodge right yes. and also the the roll right which is not called a roll um, it's called a crossover but it's a roll it's a roll it's a CVS two roll it's or it's just mm-hmm. a roll you know and so these are different defensive options obviously the spot dodge is just you dodge in place and the attack that is coming misses you. Um, I really like the way it's implemented in this game because you can easily imagine this being like a parry, right? And like, it's, it's just not used like that. They have the instant block, which is just pair, like block with perfect timing and you get more meter, Mm. um, to fill that function. Uh, there is by the way, also air blocking, but it pretty much only works against projectiles because a lot of things are air unblockable. Um, but the, the, like the evade the little dodge is so good because yeah. Like if you predict this, the right kind of move, it's good, right? Like I was playing against Nick the other night and Nick has instantly taken to the evade button. He loves it. It's definitely his Mm -hmm. kind of, his kind of thing. And he was just using it a bunch and it was like, okay, 
I have been using a lot of heavy buttons against you, and the block the dodge has been working out great for you. I'm going to switch to lights, and you're going to get blown the fuck up every time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, because like there's a very specific frame window in which like your evade will work because like when you do the spot dodge, there is still like there's a little bit of recovery on it, mm-hmm. which if you time it properly, um, against certain moves you can just blow up like um. A, a character's offense but by like having it be like having it require like specific timing means you can't just necessarily mash it you know mm-hmm. and you also i think it also adds to the mind games in a way like it it's a good thing when you feel it naturally fit into the flow of the gameplay right mm-hmm. uh one of the best players i played on ranked so far was an anila right um and she knew Charlotta, right? She knew my shit. And so I would go for the, like, you know, like, one, two, three, sort of Lumiel block string. Mm-hmm. And she, and she like, she let me do it once or twice. And then she would just spot dodge the sort of Lumiel and get a, like, a mini combo, but get a combo. Mm. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, and then the first time she spot dodged and I didn't press a button and then I hit heavy. Like, suddenly she started, like, it, you watched her, like, start backdashing more. She was scared. She's like, oh, no, they're learning. Oh, no. <laughs> they're learning. <laughs> and having those moments where it's like, that caused the relationship between us as players to develop. It's like, okay, that is a good mechanic. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, uh, yeah. No, like, I think all the systems here just, like, work really well just in general to like be that sort of like immediately understandable thing while also being deep enough to allow for like that relationship to develop mid match as well. Mm -hmm. Like that's really cool. And gosh, no, the, the, the systems like real, like as you said, some of the mechanics that were introduced in late game of, a, a vanilla grand blue felt like great band-aid solutions here it just feels like oh these feel like mechanics that should have been there at the jump but only could really be there through an understanding of how this game is played you know mm-hmm. if there's one system that i have like a, a real like i just think they should change this personally and i you know i don't think this is a overlooked i think maybe they disagree with me on this right Mm -hmm. um you for a long time in fighting games you had people who would talk about attack priority right and it was not true right that was a that was a falsehood like in street fighter i guess i don't know in six but like in street fighter four you'll have you'll you'll both do a move and one person's move will win and you'll say ah your move has higher priority that's not true that's not how that game is coded right right it's true here there are there are like attacks have an attack level which dictates whether when two attacks happen which one wins right and right. it does sort of a pseudo danger time thing where when you have a clash where two attacks of the same level hit each other obviously the hit doesn't happen at that point you can cancel into just about anything so you can cancel into another attack, you can dash, you can do a roll, all sorts of things. What you cannot do is cancel into a block. 
you cannot say, fuck this, I'm not doing this. And I think I dislike that personally. You have to hit a button or you're mm-hmm. going to die. And I think that's unfortunate. That being said, it is like I did have a match earlier today in which like I did an exchange where it involved like four or five clashes and that felt pretty cool. <laughs> like that felt like like I think you know, having the block should be like an option or at the very least being able to input like a spot dodge or something. Well, right? that is the thing I have learned like just now as doing my research for this pod is, oh, you can spot dodge. You can cancel into a spot dodge. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, I mean, that's maybe there are some defensive options. Maybe I didn't think this one completely through. I still think I should be able to block, but mm-hmm. I appreciate that you do have an option because the problem is right when you run into like. I don't remember who I was fighting. I had a, a ranked match where I was fighting, like, I don't know, a Vera or something, right? Um, I don't remember who. And it was like, oh, you win clashes. If we clash, you have a move that is fast enough and has multiple hits and is going to win. And so anytime we clash, I know what's going to happen. But I guess if I can spot dodge, then maybe it's a different story. Maybe that, yeah, maybe that changes <laughs> the equation. Um, but it is, like... Something we mentioned is, like, graphically, like, this game now focuses a little bit on, like, effects. It is really cool when, like, the screen darkens, the hit sparks are just, like, blinding by comparison. And I, I like I said, I got into a rally of, like, four or five of those clashes uh, with a, um, in a ranked match earlier today. And it felt really cool. Um to just be mm-hmm. like, oh, we are on the same wavelength in this moment and trying like similar stuff. And it felt like in some ways it, it captures like, you know, like the classic like moment in Dragon Ball Z where it's like, you know, no one's attack is going through, but they keep attacking. And that's something that's like a really cool moment to have happen. And almost everyone in this game uses a weapon, and it feels like a necessary... If you have two people fighting with swords, you need to have a system where they block each other with their swords. That needs to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also a part of perhaps why why your your friend had an easier time picking this up, because there is a little bit of soul caliber in this, in a way. A little bit, yeah. Um. Especially yeah, when systems... 2B gets added, so now it's like, oh, I hate the Siegfried oh, versus 2B matchup. It's like, which game are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is coming. It is coming. But yeah, that's that's it for systems, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just sort of like, obviously all the characters are back from Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. All of them have some changes, I think. A lot of them to us are not like clear visible changes, right? Like if you ask me what has changed with Gran, I don't know. I can't tell. I mean, I know he has ultimate moves now, right? But like, yeah, I don't know how his basic game plan and his basic moves have changed because I don't fucking play Gran and I haven't fought very many Grands because anyone who wants to play Gran should play Jita right now. Tier list. (laughs) (laughs) Gita is also not just a cooler character, but also I think she has more she has more stuff that she can do than Grand can. Yeah, right now I believe she is like she is she's always been cooler. She has more options, and right now she is also stronger. So just I listen, we will get balance patches at some point, but until that happens, if you want to play Gran, there's a lesbian right over there. Just pick Gita. Mm-hmm. 
it's you know i i should say if you like gran as a character fucking rock on man i'm not here to i'm not here to do the thing just you know yeah just a little a little quick advice to newer players um but let's go through you know some of the characters where the changes really stood out to us um or of course the new characters yeah um Kyrie, yes. like <laughs> folding my hands and resting my head on them tilting it a little bit tell me about catalina Catalina was a character that in Vanilla Grand Blue, I I can't describe like she's just to me just so fun to play. Like I she was the character I immediately gravitated to, like in the base roster of Grand Blue, and I've been basically sticking with her like to this point because I think it was to me, it was like she just had a really solid tool set, like toolkit, you know, um, that allowed me to very quick, like, play, you know, a very basic but very satisfying to me anyway, like neutral. And then when I managed to corner you, like, that is when, like, Catalina's game plan just absolutely opens up. And I think of the changes that they made for her for Rising. I think they made her, like, one thing that was really fun in original Grand Blue was that because of how big her sword is and how it swings around, it made juggling feel pretty good to do. And Mm. they've made that just a little bit easier in this game. And unfortunately, like, she's not, like, you know... She's not top tier, but she's still top tier in my heart. Listen, like, she is, like, she's one of those characters that, to me, just, like, fits me like a glove, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I do like the changes they have made for her, though. I do like, for example, one of her ultimate skills is um, where she's, like I mentioned earlier, where the giant ice sword comes out with Ares behind her. One, mm-hmm. it looks sick. And two, like... It has, like, if I time it correctly, it has, like, really interesting capabilities to either, A, basically push, like, an opponent all the way to the corner, where is the position I want to be in anyway, or, like, I've chipped people out with it, I have been able to, like, like crush guards with it, it's, like, it just, I just love her, I don't know, like, she just like fits the way I like to play these games and she's not like top tier anymore, but damn, she's fun to me. And you know, things can change. We'll see what happens, right? She could, she could become top tier. I think her toolkit, she is a very, like, I feel like she is slightly more defensive than most Shoto's, but she is a very honest, neutral focused Shoto. Which, which is a type of character that I just enjoy playing. Like, I, when I used to play Street Fighter V at Locals, like, I still, I dabbled with, like, Colleen and used her a lot. But, like, when I needed to, like, really focus, like, I would go to Ryu because, you know, Ryu was just, like, a very straightforward, like, a little defensively oriented, like, neutral character. And Catalina has, like, now her defensive tools aren't quite as good like her um unique action which pulls up like an ice shield that can tank one hit of has one hit of armor 
like isn't quite as useful as I wish it was. Like I wish it had at least like two, mm-hmm. but it is still something that like I've seen used at a high level, which is like she gets access to like a forward dash like off of it or a back dash. Like um one of the utilities that I've seen is basically using it to like intercept an attack and then backdash to create distance or see the attack coming and dash forward and continue her offense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It seems like it does have some options. I also, I feel like at least the characters that you and I have, have played more of Mm -hmm. unique actions don't feel very strong in this game. They are useful to have, but I feel like anytime you have one of those, you end up being like, but I do wish it could do more of X, right? And mm-hmm. I do think this is perhaps more severe with Catalina's. I do think Catalina's is, is much more limited utility than you'd want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I feel this way about Charlotta's unique as well, where I'm like, that it's, I mean, it's, I use it. It should be better, but. But speaking of Charlotta. You love yeah. Charlotta. I I really Charlotta is my favorite fighting game character ever. Um and Oh, she's so fun. Um Charlotta, you so you said like I, I described Catalina as a somewhat defensive, very honest Shoto. And you were like, Yeah, that's the kind of character I like to play, right? Mm-hmm. Um Charlotta is a horrible little gremlin. <laughs> um Charlotta likes to run forward and hit a lot of buttons. Um, and you have to be smart about the buttons you hit. You will get punished pretty hard. She is a rushdown character with pretty bad range. But, oh, it's the, I think the thing that, despite it not being her most iconic move, the thing that makes Charlotta make sense is, is noble strategy, her demon flip, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because she is a character who has, like, she has the, like, quick, you know, the quick get in with Shining Onslaught, Blanc of All. Uh, she has the, like, good, like, block string pressure with Sword of Lumiel, 100 hand slap. She has mm-hmm. the good get off me with Holy Ladder, flash kick. Um, <laughs> but all of those, like, these are the things that the Street Fighter character has, right? And the Street Fighter version of this character is like, okay, so you keep me blocking. What now? Charlotta has an answer for that, which is then she does a cute little hop and a little twirl in the air. And what happens next is a guessing game because she has four options. And you get to make that choice. Basically, you don't have to commit to that choice at the hop. You could just like you can basically select which option you want by either inaction or like pressing a button. Mm hmm. Uh. With Swedish skills, which is the command grab, is the most satisfying thing to land in this video game. Because what happens is this tiny little, like, three foot four girl (laughs) hops, does a little spin, grabs them by the head, slashes them in the face, and then just, like, lands as they twirl through the air. It's so good. <laughs> uh, I do need to work on, you can combo off of it. Um, and you, it's very particular, but 
ah, oh, I need to, I need to work on that. I, I'm also sad that her, her ultimate skill, I guess you mentioned how ultimate skills change things for you. I am still trying to find ways to incorporate ultimate skills, I think, because yeah. it's not that charlottas are bad. That's definitely not the case, but it does feel like most of hers are combo tools and it's hard to know when you're better off spending ultimate or when you should spend a meter differently. Right. I will say, um, like I've blocked this, but I imagine like one thing that's useful is that her um, ultimate noble strategy is a low to high to low. Um, it is, yeah, it is nice. Yeah. Um, that is that is a good a good tool that I should make more use of. I just get sad that I can't do the command throw right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, like ultimate shining onslaught, aka ultimate Blanca ball is a jump scare and that's good <laughs> i like that <laughs> because she do- she goes very fast almost full screen does a slash and then she does a second slash to keep it pretty much safe right she's there minus is... four but she bounces away so it's very hard to punish yeah like the only way like i went into training mode because that move got me so much i like basically turned on like a charlotta bot and did you do that over and over to see if i can find a counter to it and mm-hmm. there is kinda if i do my uppercut at the right time like on the initial roll but is a very tight window uh you've been fighting other charlottas i don't use this move enough (laughs) (laughs) i've used it like twice against you (laughs) i should do it more um and then ultimate sword of lumiel should be the combo under when i don't have enough meter to do a super because it not only is it just like this quick like vacuum in flurry of slashes then you get a hard knockdown and also she shouts sort of lumiel and poses dramatically and that's just that's listen there's physical damage or there's mental damage right (laughs) yeah it is like yeah, your your love of this character is well known for a reason, and Charlotta. <laughs> and I have to say, as like again, like our matches tend to be like is our Catalina versus Charlotta, and it's like I of our matchups of like the characters that we like to play. Like I love fighting your like Charlotta. It's a lot of fun to try and navigate around her bullshit. I think it helps that like in the matchup, it's like we we both have like we have a good mix of like positions that are clearly better for one player or the other and then spots where we're close to neutral right Mm -hmm. um longer range clearly benefits you point blank clearly benefits me close but slightly spaced apart is pretty close to neutral and both of us are characters obsessed with the corner (laughs) yeah so it's that's that's fun i also yeah this is the moment where i say her unique move is a parry encounter uh kind of like hakumen right um Mm -hmm. except hakumen's is probably five times better than this move (laughs) and that's okay i understand but she still takes 50 percent damage from the attack um it's not chip so it can kill her it has pretty short range uh except for vertically vertically it's pretty generous but yeah but it's like if i do uh for example like uh, catalina's 2m like at a certain range like i just it doesn't proc yeah or i mean it does technically proc but there is the counter doesn't proc what happens is there's a little like zing and your your character like retracts the sword really quick it's like mm-hmm. oh okay that doesn't yeah. matter um and then the real thing is 
it's got six frames of startup, which is probably good. The way I try to use it is pretty scumbag, right? Um, I try to use it in scrambles. I try to use it when someone drops a combo and I'm like, ah, oh, they will try to pick it back up and I will counter it. It's not fast enough for that. Fucking stop, six. <laughs> you need to knock it off. I, I think I, if you add up the amount of health I have lost trying to do that, you could probably like that much health would knock out like 64 players out of Evo. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would love it if it were a little better, but again, the story of uniques in this game, right? Right. Although there's some, despite what our, what our matches uh, tend to look like, there are other characters in this video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so one of the new characters is Nier. This character was designed by Satan. <laughs> I was happy with that sentence, but sure, fair enough. <laughs> um, Nier is the current top tier. Nier is a character that, oh, you know what? Hey, I pulled up her, her dust loop. They yeah. came up with a con. They finally came up with a con to put on her list. <laughs> oh, Deadly Queen finally has a weakness? <laughs> uh, not really. It's just they, they thought they should put something there. Nier must moderate her resource usage and neutral and pressure to ensure she has enough stocks to combo with. Yeah, no, there's a, there's sometimes if you fuck up a lot, you can't kill someone with a single combo. Nier is so fucking busted, man. <laughs> Nier is so fucking busted and has been at every, like... There's like two or three of them in every top eight at this point. Um, like near is kind of a problem. Like, um, there's that one uh fighting game uh like streamer like competitor whose name I always forget it starts with a D. Um, oh yeah, Diaphone. Diaphone, yeah. who made a video like it was like i'm gonna learn one combo with this character and um get her to master rank in ranked mode just to prove how busted she is and he did yeah i mean he and you know he's a youtuber right yeah like he he over dramatizes and if you watch some of that video it's like i mean you know there are matches where he was just able to do whatever the fuck he wanted but there were matches where he had a hard time right and also sure. he is fundamentally a good player but yeah he is like he is a legend in the anime fighting game community for a reason like he's just like really fucking good but i mean she has essentially an unpunishable DP that leads to a 50% combo without spending any meter. And that is broken. No one should have that. Like, fundamentally, the concept of a DP is a high-risk move in order to gain, like, not necessarily high reward. Most people don't get combos off of their DPs. But the mm -hmm. idea is you are making a big bet in order to get out of a situation that is otherwise inescapable, right? Exactly. And having one of those that is safe, <laughs> it's not fair. There's, there's no risk. There's no risk involved. Like, when every other character on the cast, when they do a DP, it, like, as I as Catalina, if I fuck up my, like, DP, I get full comboed. When, like, Nier does it, nothing happens. It's like, excuse me? This is this is bad. Guys, you made a bad decision. 
Yeah. Um, she, like, she just has really easy hard combos. She is part of one of the things that is currently a bit of a problem in this game, generally speaking, which is the power of of 6-6-L, right? Um, mm-hmm. In this game, a dashing light for pretty much everyone is fast, has a good lunge, and is safe on block. Um, pretty much loops into itself in a lot of situations. And that's not, I don't think that's ideal, personally. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, you, you read you read her list of pros, right? Um, <clears throat> stand power. Death is one of the most impressive entities in the game. Gets best pressure, mix-ups, damage, and reversal to opportunities across the entire task, which is only boasted on solid damage. Uh, who needs a corner? Near can convert almost any hit, including 6XL, the best button in Grand Blue, into a full high-damage combo anywhere on the screen. Uh, liberal opportunities to cash out. Hold this mix-up. Combos that lead to blah, blah, blah. Give player plenty of time to run whatever mix-up she wants and looping back into the same situation on hit. And on that scary defense, Nier's meterless reversal leads to a full combo on hit, forcing characters to respect it if they don't want to lose half their health bar. Um, and at low health, she has a frame one parry that beats, like, safe jumps. Uh, like, it's just a lot. <laughs> like, I, 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 when I was watching, like, the grand finals of, like, Frosty Fastings, like, one of the things that the Charlotta player would do to, like, counteract near stuff was that if you attack the puppet, like, it forces all her skills basically on cooldown. Mm-hmm. But, which is, I think, what the designers were intending was, like, okay, this is going to be a really oppressive character, but they have, like, one big sore weak point, but, like they need more than one big sore weak point you know well and it's it's not that sore of a weak point because given how much blocks done all of death's moves to cause the window to jab the little puppet to make to put her on cooldown is so much shorter than any equivalent character in another fighting game you look at carl mm-hmm. clover who is also fucking top tier but you can punish ada it's really hard to punish death you have to really be on the fucking ball yeah. So Kyrie, uh, you know, What's up? Break, breaking the fourth wall a little bit here. No, just breaking the, you know, the the, whatever, whatever. You just ducked out for a second, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. and while you did, I looked a little more at Nier's, uh, like just her 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 character sheet here on Dust Loop, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that her? I mean, I knew her super skybound art was a a frame one parry, right? Right. Um. And I was like, that's that's very good. Did you know, one, that it does more damage the fewer hearts that Nier has, so it rewards you for resource managing poorly? And then two, it if you do it in a combo, Nier teleports to them and then does it, so it is basically, it will always combo. It is a guaranteed combo off of any move. All right, start a hashtag, everybody. Call <laughs> fucking hashtag nerf deer. And the thing is, even if she, like, I'm not saying take her out of the game. I'm not one. Of, I'm not one of those people, right? Right. But once you nerf her and she's a fair character, she's not even cool. <laughs> she's not. She's not. She's a little. She's she's a little asshole. And I'm not talking about the fact that her moves are too good. I'm talking about the fact that her personality is. 
toxic little worm who insults everyone and not in a fun way. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I mean, Kegliostro is right there. And she's like, she's at least funny. <laughs> she's funny. Yeah. Listen, I, when I fight near, I have to skip the intro. The things she says to Charlotta tilt me. Fuck you. Fuck off near. <sighs> Some people do good things because they want to help people. It's not always. Mm, <laughs> fucking go back to reading fucking Nietzsche, you little jackass um (laughs) let's talk about we're gonna have to we're gonna have to split this in two we're gonna have to do a two-parter this is going long but let's 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 talk about something more positive which means we can't talk about percival (laughs) who do you want to talk about we could talk a little bit about cag like just let's talk let's talk about cag let's talk about a character that is also a set play small queer girl but she fucking rules cag is great she is so funny one one of her like so there's a in this game it doesn't affect your stats or anything but you can choose different weapons and cagliostro she is an alchemist and mm-hmm. so she tends to have like a little book that she uses to um summon like these dragons and do all these spells and things like that and one of the mostly doesn't affect your it doesn't affect your stats however Gita's frying plan is blocked because it because the hit sounds change in a way that make confirms easier yep yeah it is currently banned at evo <laughs> for a reason uh, um but please anyhow uh one of kag's options is a boys love magazine <laughs> she just reads in the middle of the fight which is extremely funny um it's it's really good in especially I think it's her level one super where she summons like the two it's the it's the um it's the Carl Clover super right mm-hmm. um but the thing about Cagliostro is she is a well first of all Cagliostro is physically a little girl mentally that's not the case um, right this is an alchemist who can create bodies for themselves and was like all right this is the best body hard to argue good call um <laughs> but. <laughs> The the regular uh, Skybound art has this part where Cagliostro gives this like her her normal cute face, and then she has a mean streak, and she has her hand like swipe in front of her face, and it transforms, and she's doing this like 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 yakuza get fucked face, right? Um, and it's her- only made the better as her hand presses in front of her, and again you get a close zoom on her, and just how screen is her porno. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. And she's like, she's a jerk to everybody in the cast, but like, it's like actually funny because Mm -hmm. she's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just sort of really funny for her to like talk about basically she's like this huge super genius, like constantly, and she knows it. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like, I think the voice acting in Japanese is really good for her as well because she switches between this like really cutesy high pitched like voice to this like low register like nasty mean streak <laughs> voice. Um mm-hmm. and also in contrast to Nier, she is a set play character that is fun to fight against. Um because she's there's counterplay. Yeah, she feels very much like 
I mean, I, this is Arxis, and I don't know the credits of, you know, a lot of Japanese devs, the credits on their games are harder to track, and they're out there. I could do the work. I should do the work. Mm-hmm. I am curious how much overlap there is between the people who made Cagliostro and the people who made Kokonoe, because it feels like a, like, <laughs> like your slogan is a safer, saner Kokonoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that, like, she, like, she sets, like, these, uh, like, traps on the, on the ground or in the air, but you can, like, air block the air ones, or you can swipe, like, with, like, a crouching light to, like, get rid of the ground ones, but that in and of itself is an interesting decision because you could, in theory, run and block it, but that might put you at, like, disadvantage, like, Cags is like a fun top tier to fight because she has so many options, but like she has just enough like gaps in her armor that it feels really good to like, you know, like she's not oppressive as some of the other top tiers in the game, but it Mm. feels really good to like hone your own ability to like break through her offense, basically. Like, that's, in a lot of ways, that's what a good top tier should do. Because with, like, Nier, it's like, you just feel like you don't have any options, right? And you have to be Mm -hmm. on top of your game, but it doesn't necessarily feel good when you actually, like, beat a Nier, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but, like, when you're fighting Cagliostro, it's like, you, you, like, there was a, you outplayed the other player, right? And that feels great. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I I really appreciate about CAG is that they have done like I, I last I checked and I I could be wrong about the latest meta, but in regular verses, I don't think she's top tier. I believe part of the thing that makes her top tier in this game is ultimates because she what she gained from ultimates is a reversal. She didn't have one. Ultimate spare body, her teleport, which is her coolest move. So, first of all, there's just the concept, right? Which is she teleports by erasing her body and building a new one, <laughs> which is so cool. It's um, so funny. But uh, one, if you do the heavy or ex version, um, she makes it dissolve in a way that explodes very softly, right? So her two two H is a like quick teleport, like like not invincible but a reversal that causes a side switch combo so cag combos are really fun to watch and then the ultimate one is like a fucking she she teleports and then comes out as like a golden statue on a huge throne that does this big like like body splash like ground bounce into a combo and I don't know. I think her tools are all really fun and cool. And as you say, they all have clear like counterplay, right? She is good. She's very good. But it like it feels you can say sometimes maybe it feels unfair because you just know she's better than you overall. Mm-hmm. But individual interactions never feel broken. Exactly. Like Nier feels broken. Cagliostro feels like she feels tough but like there's a fairness to it mm-hmm. and her list of pros and cons is pretty pretty you know 
fair back and forth. It's like, oh yeah, no, she has all these things going for her, but like she really needs resources. You have to be very precise. And there are matchups where she's screwed. So. Yeah. I do like one of her normals is like one of her specials is basically um, making a really shiny rock. (laughs) 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 And then she can just throw the rock, but it's very funny how like Again, this, this, you know, 2000 year old little girl, right, who just pulls out this big rocket that beats you over the head with it. I mean, have you seen her to her, her JL? Let me, let me look. Hold on. I'm just going to, I'm going to send it to you here. <laughs> she is just, you know, I'm baby. Gotta love me at the camera. There's no attack. here. <laughs> Extremely funny. She is winking and sticking her tongue out and holding her hand of like, did I do that? And it is a hit. It is an attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, just a, a very, a very charming, fun character that neither of us really play, but is, is joy. And I'm sure one day we will run into a very good CAG and I will cry about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like she hit me with the rock again. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, just a, just a fun friend. Yep. All right, we gotta we're gonna wrap there. We will come back with a, another podcast. We have we got we want to talk about. We may add more to this list. Who knows? Who knows? But we want to talk about Siegfried. We want to talk about Lucilius and Percival and Vera and Amila and Sores. We want to talk about all the modes that are in this game. We want to talk about its attempts to teach you. We want to touch, talk about some of its its random features that it's got in here. We want to talk about some of the bad things, just the straight up bad things it does, and of course the things that are yet to come. You've already mentioned two B. That's that's not all. There's there's so much more, and there is this game has a lot to offer, and I'm just really happy with how it's turned out so far. Though I'm like, looking at the horizon of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, and I'm seeing Zeta and George like John Cena, and just doing the <laughs> smile and nod. <laughs> if I know nobody got me, <laughs> <sighs> all right. Well, for now, I think that's I think that's it. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, folks. Kyrie. Where yes. People find you find you on Twitter. I know they. I know they on the internet. They can find you back here on part two. But you know, until then, you know, until then, what are they gonna no. do. Uh, find me on Twitter, Kyrie A Page on Twitter. On co-host, it's just Kyrie Page. Um, I, I wish I could unify these things, but like, Twitter is Kyrie is a, Page taken. I think it is. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just that. Anyway. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should try it again. Who knows? But uh, that's no, where you'll found- find me. They've got 21 followers. They're not following anyone. Is this an account you perhaps made by accident at some point? I... They've never tweeted. I don't think so. I November don't think... 2009. Are you sure? This might be you. I... Listen, there are things about me that... Okay, fair enough. I was at a different place in 2009, <laughs> I'll tell you what. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, where can people find you on the internet, Six? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at six Detmar S I X D E T T M A R. That's also where you can find me on co-host. I have my DMs open for everyone. Anyone can message me if you have questions, comments, feedback for this or any other Scanlan Media show. 
And those Scanline Media shows can be found, first of all, nearly all of them can be found on your podcatcher of choice, whether you're a Google podcast person for the next three months until Google shuts it down like a bunch of dickheads. Like or a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> Overcast or Apple Podcasts. Hey, if you want to tell a friend or, you know, give a review, we'd appreciate that. But Absolutely. also, the real home for this stuff besides on your phone, is ScanlineMedia.com or Patreon.com slash ScanlineMedia. We have a number of Patreon-exclusive shows. We would very much appreciate your support. It helps us do things like buy copies of Grand Blue Fantasy versus Rising so we can talk about it. We're poor people. This That's podcast right. would not have happened otherwise. <laughs> yeah, like, and for the folks that do support us, we do thank you for your support just in general. Um, yeah, it's... It's exciting. Um, it's. I'm just like also happy that we talk for so long about these like fighting games, and I can't wait for part two. It's it's really, you know, we've done two episodes of this this sort of revival of neutral game, which I want to say once again, like, really enjoy doing this show with Mia Drog. Uh, Mia Drog is doing a lot of other amazing creative stuff with their life you can check out twitch.tv slash real slavic bear uh and obviously real slavic bear on twitter just streaming and being a project lead on major video games and just keeping very busy and god bless too busy for us like god bless you for that yeah um but since the revival recording two different for two different games and both times so far being like oh shit we've got too much to say we need a part two <laughs> yep. is perhaps unprofessional but very rewarding to realize yeah. like oh man no we just we're just ba 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 we're loving everyone but near <laughs> yeah as as uh tokido once put it uh at evolution fighting games are something great yeah and we'll be back to talk about more of them, uh, part two in the very near future, and then probably next episode is Tekken 8 after that, I would guess. Something but, like that, yeah. But until then, folks, peace out. See ya. Later. Shush. <laughs>